All right, here we go. Get the vach, a brand new mesechta. Here we go. Shechiyanu v'kiyimanu v'kiyanu v'zmanazeh. Beautiful, beautiful day. We start Seder Neziken with Meseches Babakama Daf Beis. Let's familiarize ourselves with a couple of introductory remarks, and then we will get going on Daf Beis. Number one. Satmarebbe points out. Seder Neziken, Seder Neziken, the laws of damages, are things that we deal with constantly. We deal with it constantly. And therefore he asks why, when it comes to the, uh, why when it comes to Shulchan Aruch, why isn't it first? It should be first. It should be, or you could say it's part of Arachayim. Yeah, it's mamish, something that's daily. Says the Hilagasat Mareba, in all areas of Halacha, there's no compromise. A yid starts his day with the Rebbeinu Shleilam, his Hilchas Kashras, his Hilchas Shabbos, Tarasamishbacha, Brachas, everything. A yid has to live his life like a yid. There's one area of Halacha where even if Halacha is in your favor, you compromise. Number one is to know we're going to learn Halacha, the overarching theme of everything when it comes to finances is take a step back, life's too short. Don't get so caught up. This right, that right, this right. You know, you can go to a Bezdin, you can go to a Rav, you can go to a Paisik. Realize when we're going through these halachas, Menschlichkeit overrides everything. That's A. B. When it comes to the laws of damaging in the Torah, in a very lumdish way, in a very deep way, understanding way, you can't lump all sorts of damages into one department. There's different departments when it comes to damage. You can't say that if my property damages you, it's the same thing as if my child damages you. And I can't say if my child damages you, it's the same thing as if I personally damaged you. And even if a person personally damages, there's different ways that that damage happened that will impact the halacha. There's times where I will cause a damage to you and I'm going to be obligated for certain things and not other things. See, we have to know what we're going to learn to clarify in this opening parak of Masechus Babakama is the various categories of damages. Now, there's going to be two primary words that we find within the laws of damages. Word number one is going to be mazik, referring to me as the damager. And it's literally referring to me because my father, that was his nickname for me. That was his nickname. All of his children and grandchildren. When he f- would forget your name, he called you Mazikal. Yeah, that was how you knew he loved you. When he had a, a bunch of little Mazikals running around. That's, that's the job of a kid, is to break things and everybody else could relax about it. Yeah, he's a Mazikal, it's okay. The other part is the Nizikal. Yeah, is the, what we call in Yeshivish, Damaji. Now these are words that you'll only hear in Gemara. Even though these are English words, you ain't going to hear it out on the street. Damager and Damaji. Fancy English. However, this is what we'll call a yeshiva word for fancy English, all right? So we got to familiarize ourselves with mazik damager, nizik damagee, and again, the various forms that the damage comes about. Here we go. Without further ado, I bring to you Perak Aleph, Daf Bezomer Aleph, in the Heligit Mesechus Babakama. Zok the Mishnah. Arba Ovais Nizik, and there's four primary categories of damages. Hashar, there's a category called shar, an axe. 
Now, literally, it means when it knocks damages, but it's referring to a broader category of other things that will fit into the type of damage called shark. Then there's the type of category called bar, a pit. Now, an ox is alive, a pit is inanimate. I dug it. I may not even own it, but I put, I placed a public, uh, I'm not going to use the word public yet, I placed something that could damage others. Bahamave and Mave. I'm not translating that because Rashi doesn't want to translate that. And the reason why Rashi doesn't want to translate it is because Rashi tells us it's a machlaikas, what it means later on in the Gemara. But it's going to be a third category. So, so far we have, there's a category called ox damages. There's a category called pit damages. There's a category called mava damages. And then finally, there's a category called veha hever, fire damages. Now, you could immediately notice the difference, the way that each one damages. Let's just notice it off the bat. Shar is an animal. And animals have their own instincts. They have their own way that they go about uh, damaging. A pit doesn't move. I don't even have to own it. And I could be responsible if I make a hole in the ground. I caused an issue. Bahamava, we're going to pause on that for a moment. Because we'll see uh, for a long moment. We'll see soon what it is. And then there's Vahever. What's Hever? Hever is fire. In other words, fire is unique in that the damage extends past what the person themselves did. If you light a flame in one place, let's bring this to what we're supposed to be doing. You light a flame in one neshama, that's not one neshama. That is hundreds of neshamas. It extends. Not only is it going to impact that person, it'll impact everybody that they interact with and impact the later generations, like a fire. When I light a fire in my house or in your backyard and that fire spreads to somebody else's backyard, I can say, I didn't do it. What I do? I just lit a fire in your backyard. I didn't like the one in his backyard. Uh, sure did But it's a different style Of damage Okay Says the Mishra The damage of Shar Is not like the damage of Mav Damage of Mav Is not like the damage of Ox And Ox and Mava, Whatever Mava is We don't know yet But they both have to do with Animate objects They are living entities So we are already getting A little bit of a hint As to what Mava is In the Mishnah Whatever type of damage it is, it's going to have to do with a living being. So the ox damage and the mava damage is different. Fire is not alive. Well, I'll tell you something else that's unique. An ox, its regular way is to damage things. If something's in its way, it's going to step on it. It'll eat it. It'll, right? Mava apparently is the same thing. And a fire also burns up anything in its way. It's different than bar. Why is it different than a pit? A pit doesn't move. It doesn't have any feet. It stays in one place. It doesn't go damage. You know what happens for a pit to damage? That comes to it. The pit doesn't go damage. The pit's sitting there and somebody could come across and fall into the pit and get damaged. So that's how that type of category is unique. The bottom line of all these four categories is... They all have the regular derech. It's regular, it's normal, it's standard for them to damage. And you, as an individual, are obligated to watch and make sure. It's your liability. It's your responsibility to make sure that it doesn't, that, uh, that it doesn't come to damage. And when it does damage, The owner 
referring to the mazik, the damager, is obligated to pay the damagee, the nezek, now this is already, the, this last word of the Mishnah is letting us in on something which is fascinating and that is, when it comes to paying damages, the Torah allows the damager to not pay in cash. The, the Mishnah is letting me know that if you damage somebody, not only you could pay cash, you could use finances, if not, there's, another thi- there's, there's other things you could pay with and that is real estate. You can offer, you can offer real estate and when you do pay with real estate, the damagee could collect damages with good, high-quality real estate, high-quality property. Okay, that's the Mishnah. Yeah, go ahead. I have a question. Yeah. Um, why, first of all, if the Mishnah lists these four, obviously they're different from one another. Uh-huh. There's a need to, answer, you know, to list all four. And then yeah. why does the Mishnah say what it says after that? Isn't it usually the Gemara that says... Why do you have to list all four? Okay. Like, why, why is that in the Mishnah and not... Great question. Great question. Rabbi Ravinsky is asking, usually the Gemara will go through the, the Tzad HaShavetz, right. the common denominators between each one, and ask on the Mishnah itself. It is unique that the Mishnah here is doing that, uh, is doing that on our behalf. Okay. It's a good question. It's, I don't have a, a clear answer, but I'll talk to you about it afterwards. Right. Talk to you about it afterwards. But good. Very good. All right, Zokti Gemara, Midiktani Avais. It says there's four primary, primary categories of damages. If you say primary categories, what does that imply? There's other categories that are not, that are not primary. They're secondary categories, subordinate, says the Gemara. Midiktani Avais, Michal, Diga, Toldo. So the same case of Behemoth, that gets Behemoth. We say that there are small, subcategories of the Avais. Are they exact as the Avais or not? Do they have the same halacha or not? Okay. Gabe Shabbos Tanan. When it comes to the laws of Shabbos, we learned of Melachas Abraham Chazarachas is thirty nine primary areas of Melacha. Of Melachadika Tolda is still the same kids Mehem, and the Toldas of them of each category have the same halacha. They have the same halachas, right? Um, if a, a person, let's say, uh, lights a fire, so the Tolda would be raising a flame, even if you're not lighting a fire from scratch, raising a flame, but it has the same ramifications. So over there, it has same ramifications. And Laishna of Chatas, Laishna Tolda Chatas. They're both going to have to bring a karma Chatas, Laishna Av Skila, Laishna Tolda Skila. You're going to be Chayav a Skila on a Av and Chayav Skila on a Tolda. My Ika bein Av la Tolda. What's the difference between a primary category and a secondary category? And Avkamin, the difference is going to be the Ilu Av Shtei Avis Bali Hadadi. If with one act you transgress two primary categories of Shabbos, Inami Shtei Tolda's Bali or two secondary categories of Shabbos, you have to bring an offering for each one. And if you do two malachos that both fit into the same category, one's the primary part of the category and one's going to be the secondary part of the category, you're only going to be obligated with one karban chata. So Rabbi Lazar, again, we still don't know if, if our Gemara is connected to Shabbos. We're just focusing on Shabbos for a minute. Says the Gemara, who says that if you transgress two malachos on Shabbos, even if they fall in, under the same uh, bracket, yeah. Even if they fall under the same bracket, meaning what I did right now is both a primary transgression and a secondary transgression, but from the same bracket in the same category. He holds that it's only going to be one chatos. Uh, I'm sorry, it's going to be two carbon chatos, right? The told the makamav. Am I carly av? Am I carly told? So you're asking a basic question: Why is it called primary and secondary if it's the same exact thing? 
Okay, there's no there's no halachic ramifications. So we'll say Even though there's no halachic ramifications, the reason why it's called a primary category is because this actual melacha was done in the mishkan, so it's called a primary category. This is not mamish done in the mishkan. Will be called a tolda. Period. Okay. So what we just clarified is when it comes to Hilcha Shabbos, when it comes to laws of Shabbos, there's primary tra- uh, uh, acts that are prohibited and secondary acts. And the uh, um, primary and secondary from the, uh, from the same category would not bring a separate Karbachatas according to the Tanakama. According to Beliezer, it will. Okay. Gabi <clears throat> when it comes to the laws of Tuma as well, when it comes to the laws of purity and impurity, it says in the Mishnah of Isatumis, there's primary categories of things that create Im- primary categories of things that bring impurity. For example, Hasheretz. If you have a dead carcass of a Sheretz, there's eight creepy crawly creatures that are listed in the Torah that if that if somebody were to touch them, they become you, you become tummy by touching it. Okay? So a Sheretz is a source of Tumma. It's called an Av. A father is a source of a child. It's called an avatom. And also, shivchas zera itself. If a person has a, a seminal d- discharge, um, and the person's over age nine, which means the roi for bia. So if anybody touches the discharge itself, he's going to become, he or she is going to become tummy. What else? We now turn to the top of Amadeus. The tummy mace, somebody who touches a dead body, called the same lav kietzvahem. And we said the toldos, the, the secondary categories, have a different halacha than the primary category. Again, what's the primary category? An actual corpse, actual discharge, and uh, a sheretz. Okay? Their, their secondary categories are different. Meaning, av, when, if you touch one of these three things, mamish, literally, it could make a person impure, a vessel impure. Dilu toldos, but any secondary categories of these impurities... It only makes food and wetness and drink. Um, then you could become tummy. You could become a reshine, a, a, a first category tummy. But otherwise, you do not become tummy. Okay? Says the Gemara, fine. Now that we established the laws of Shabbos, there's, a, there's an Av and a Tolda. Huh? No, so we see different. Tuma versus Shabbos. Yeah. So and now that we established, when it comes to Tuma, Impurity also, that there's a difference between uh, an Av and a, an av and a Tolda. By Shabbos, not necessarily so. By Tuma, yes, necessarily so. So now we're going to bring this conversation full circle to our mission when it comes to damages. And we say when there's primary and, and secondary uh, uh, parts of damage, Hachamai, what is the Allah over here? Are the secondary categories going to carry the same law as the primary categories or not? Amar of Papa. Of Papa says... Says Rav Papa, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Okay? So, by Shabbos and Toma we find both, and now damages is going to find both. Together. Okay? Now, it's a little, it's a little vague. Right? Because he's saying sometimes yes, sometimes no. So now we're sitting here, learning Daf Yomi, Daf Beis, Pesachas Babakama. And we're like, okay, sometimes the secondary categories will carry the same law, sometimes not. Well, when and when? What do I do? Answers the Gemara Tana Rabbanon. The rabbis loint and so shui gimalabai snam rubishar. 
There's three avoids, there's three primary categories when it comes to an axe damaging hakaren. There's an area of damage called keren. What's keren? When an axe damages with its, with its horn. Then there's a category when an axe damages called shane. Hashane, when it damages with its teeth, literally. We're going to translate this as something which is normal for the axe to do. For example, chew on things, eat things. And then there's viharegel. There's regel. Regel literally means a foot. And this is a category when an animal walks over things. It doesn't gore with its horns. It's not eating. It's when it's going about its normal business, walking around. If an animal, st- if an ox uh, steps on a tomato, it's now going to be ketchup. Okay? We know. That's just the, the, uh, the uh, outcome of it. Karen Minola. How do I know there's a category called Karen the Ton Rabbanon? Because the rabbis learned. That's why the rabbis, sure. Kigach ish, yeah. es isha isha. When an ox gores a man or a woman. Huh? Karen Minola. Yeah, the Torah Rabbanon. Kigach. Yeah, I just, I just, oh, I'm saying, I'm just saying a few more words. The puzzle, kigach, enegicha, right? Kigach ish, ayasa isha. So enegicha ella beker. So we said negicha um, goring is referring to the horn. Shenemar vayasla itzidkia ben kanana carne barzel. Tzidkia ben kanana made for himself carne horns barzel of metal. Vayomer, and he said, Kayomar Hashem. So said Hashem. Beila with these, with these uh, horns. Are you going to gore Aram? Okay, in other words, we're going to use these horns, we're going to blow them, and this is going to scare Aram, and this is going to be what's going to help us be Matzliach, help us be successful. But Aymeron also says, Take us back to the Sukkot. So a king... With his uh, with his axe and the horns are the horns of the of the re'im. But this is what we're going to gore everybody else. So you see <clears throat> that by an axe it gores with with negicha. Okay, this is the source of the primary category of keren. We have two psukim. Says the Gemara. Well, we never need two psukim unnecessarily. We usually would stick with one. Maiva Eimer, what do you mean? And it says, what added uh, limud, what added teaching are we bringing out from the second verse? I mean, if you're going to tell me the reason why we brought it down. Because we don't want to learn out laws of Torah from the laws of Kabbalah, from the Nevi'im. Yeah, so if you, if you look at the first Pasuk, it's from Navi. If you look at the second Pasuk, it's from Devar. So we prefer... <coughs> to bring down the second Pasuk as well. So, Tashva, Bechar, Sharei, Haderlei. They were bringing down a Pasuk, which brings it down from there as well. Says the Gemara, one second. Behind Me'elafu, this second Pasuk is not really direct, right? Giloi Milsa Ba'alma. It's just a Giloi Milsa, the Nagicha Bekarenhu, that when you gore, you gore with a horn, but that can't be a source. Yeah? Even the first Pasuk, you can't use that as a direct source of, of Karen. <laughs> Listen. In both of those cases, are literally an ox going and goring? No, they're both 
what's what's the It's like a marshal, right? And like an analogy. Allah rather, Mahu the tema. I would have thought say When does it make a difference between the between when a tam damages or when a mor damages? I want to pause for a minute and explain this halacha. So, in the Torah, with the first time and second time that an animal gores, it's called a tam, a simple animal, simple animal. An owner only has to pay half damages. Owner only has to pay chatzinez. Once it gores more than twice, according to one opinion, the other opinion is more than three times. We'll see a machleikah state in the Gemara. It's called a muad. Muad means this has now, it, it meets up. Yeah, This is like it's set that this animal goes and damages and the owner is now going to be responsible to pay, uh, to pay in full. So when did the Torah make a difference between a tam and a muad? Hanimili betlusha. That's uh, when an ox uses a horn that's tolush, that is separated. Okay. Now Rashi says, what would that case be? Listen to this. Rashi says, if the horn of an animal falls off and the animal puts its horn in its mouth and gores with it in its mouth. You could, you could conjure up a case like that. Okay. So, I would have said, Nagicha means to... Now, if you're all looking at me funny, you're going to say, why would that be the case? You know what the answer is? Look at the, look at the Pesukim. Remember the Pesukim? Yeah. Yeah? First Pesuk, what did we say? Bayaslai Tzidkiya ben Kenanya Karni Barzov Yomer Koyma Shemil Tanakas Aram. We're going to blow these trumpets, and that's how we're going to fight against the Ram. So if you just have this pasuk, we'll say, okay, so maybe when the animal takes a trumpet, puts it in its mouth. That's what the pasuk's talking about, a horn in your mouth. That's the only thing it says. So I would say, only when it's off his head. Because that's when humans, that's what the pasuk's referring to. Let's say it actually uses its horn while it's connected. I would say it's always a muad. And that makes sense, because when an animal puts it in its mouth, what are you going to say? That's so unusual. So you got to pay half, that's unexpected. But the gore usually, yeah. Of course you got to pay full. Okay. Which lets us know that even when it's detached, it's still called Karen. That's what we learn from the second Pasuk. Second, even when, even, um, um, I'm sorry. Even when it's attached, it's still called Karen. Hence, we have the laws of Tam and Muad when it's connected. Okay. Fine. So we now know that there's a category of damages of an ox called Karen. Goring. Told the Karen Mahi, what are the secondary categories of an ox damaging with its horn? What would be in that same bracket, but a little different? Says the Gemara, Nagifa. If an animal doesn't literally use its horn, but uses its body to push something, and it damages it with pushing. Or Nishicha. Or biting. Okay? What, what the animal do? It's not eating in its usual way. That's usual. Here, it bit. It bit an object and broke it. It bit a person and damaged. Revitsa. Or the animal sat down. Betsy the cow is walking down the street. She sees um, something that to her, for whatever reason, looks like a bean bag to, to rest on. And she decides to sit down on top of it and uh, something was in there and it got crushed. Ubi'ita and purposely kicking. 
This is all called Karen. Now, Rashi explains like this. Here's the theme of Karen. Ready? How do I know, how do I know something's under the category of Karen? When an animal uses its Karen, uses its horns, it does it on purpose. However much purpose can be of an animal. Hence, the defining characteristic to tell me if something's in the category of Karen is intention. If an animal intentionally did this action and intended to damage, so to speak, it's called Karen. I purposely sat down. It purposely kicked. It got upset. It purposely bit. It pushed. That's Karen. Says Gemara, okay, pushing is in the same as goring, fine. Both need intention. The Gemara is now just asking, why is pushing a secondary category? Yeah, it also says, ki yi gaif. Okay, it also says, ki yi gaif. If you um, look at Dalit in the Torah, Rashalim says, ki yi gaif shar ish, as shar when an ox of his friend pushes uh, the, the, somebody else's ox. So this is also prime, uh, a verse in the Torah. Why don't we give that, a, uh, why don't we call that an av? Why don't we call that a primary category? Says the Gemara, it's the same thing. Okay? Pushing means to push with the horns. That's what it's referring to in the Torah, and that's what we mean by this as well. The Pasuk used the word negifa and negicha. Uses both. Now, go back to Dalit, you'll see this, okay? If you look at, back at Dalit and Torah HaSholim, it says, or you know that it's a goring, which I thought it was nigof. We started with the expression of pushing, and now the verse continues on with the expression of goring. Back inside the Gemara, this teaches us, same thing. You could gore with your horns, you could push with your horns. Same thing. Says the Gemara, Why by, when it comes to an animal damaging a person, do we use the expression of yigach? When it comes to damaging an, an animal damaging an animal, we say yigach. Both of them are referring to horns, so now the Gemara is saying like this. If it's the same thing, use the same word. Say yigach and yigach. Same thing. So, very nice. So, why'd you change words? Why'd you change expressions? Says the Gemara. Adam, the Islay Mazla is incredible. Ksiv Kigach. A human being has Mazl. An animal doesn't have Mazl. Okay? So, which means like this. A human being, when it sees an animal coming to it, could do something. Even if you can't protect yourself... You're going to make a move to get out of the way. So if an animal actually gets to a, to a human, we're going to call that outright goring. Yigach. But when an animal is able to, to get, gore another animal, you know what that's called? Pushing. Because the other animal doesn't necessarily have the same mazel, the same knowledge, the same instincts to move out of the way. And therefore it's more of a pushing type of damage than a yigach. And the Torah is also telling us an additional thing in passing. If an animal has a, has a history now of attacking people, 
we're going to consider this to be an automatic attacker for anything. Meaning, since humans usually have, an, have the ability to use their dust to get out of the way, if an animal gores a person two or three times, it, now it takes on a status of muad, we're going to say this animal's a muad, the owner's responsible completely, even if it damages something else, a non-human. Because if it damages humans that have the, the ability to move out of the way, how much more so should you expect it to damage other things? However, just because an animal gores and damages other animals doesn't necessarily make it a muad for people because people can still move out of the way. I don't, I don't need to be as careful to watch it. It's on the victim to also be careful. Okay. Seder. So we clarified Nagicha and Nagifa. Nishicha told us to Shani. Says the Gemara, why'd you tell me biting is horn damage? What should biting be considered? Shane damage, tooth damage. Right? Why is it a why is it a secondary category of Karen? Biting, we said secondary is a secondary category of, of Gordon. Gordon. Why? Let it be a secondary category of Shane eating. Says the Gemara, no. Like, Shane Yeshanalazeka. Shane means that the animal has benefit and is enjoying when it damages. But over here, there's no gain from it. And therefore, it's more like goring. An ox, when it gores, doesn't have any gratification. It's not like eating. And therefore, it's damaging with no gishmak and intention. When it bites, same thing. It's not biting because it wants to benefit. It's biting because it wants to damage. That's like a horn damage. Okay. Says the Gemara, fine. I get why biting is carrot. Revitsa Ubita told it regularly. Squatting down, kicking, why is that Karen? Shouldn't this be a subcategory, a secondary category of regal because you're using feet to sit down and to kick? Says Gemara, regal hazeka matsui. The category of regal means, you know when it's, that's when it's usual way. This is an unusual way for the damage with its feet. To go kick abnormally, to go sit down on an object is not normal. So when something falls under the category of regal, it's when the animal is going about its usual business. Over here, it's not usual business. It's unusual and therefore it's more like goring, which carries the identity of being something unusual. Says the Gemara, okay. Let's go back to what we said originally. And that is, by Shabbos, secondary categories are the similar to primary categories. By Tumah, secondary categories are not like primary categories. We said, what about damage? Some and some. Let's get into this now. Says the Gemara, Ella told the same, Lav Kitz, Ramdamar of Papa, Ahai. When a Papa says, sometimes secondary categories are not like primary categories, what's he referring to? Ilim Ahani, if he's referring to pushing, squatting, biting, kicking... Maishna Karen, what's unique about Karen? There's intent to damage. It's his property. He's obligated to watch it. Haninami, these other categories as well. There's intent to damage. It's your money, and it's on you to watch it. And therefore, is there any difference between Karedi? Goring and kicking, or goring and biting, or goring and squatting? No. no. It's the same thing, because they all have the same, right? It's unexpected, 
It's your property. You should have watched it. It's all the same thing. So we see clearly that when it comes to laws of Karen, you can't tell me subcategories have the different law than their primary categories. It's the same exact thing, just playing out in a different way. So where does your papa say that when it comes to damage, secondary categories are different? It's not Karen. Says the Gemara, oh, of papa, shame you know where Rav Papa says secondary categories are different? That's when you're dealing with the damages of Shane and Regal, the other two primary categories that we listed in the Mishnah. Says the Gemara, okay, well if it's going on that, let us now go knee deep into what are the characteristics of Shane and Regal. Let's just do one more step over here to finish the daf. Says the Gemara, Shane and Regal hechoksivi. Tanya learned to the bride, so the shilach, and he sends the animal. Zeharegel, that's referring to regel. He sends forth the axe and the donkey. Ubier, what is referring to beer, to, to destroy. Zuashain, that's the, that's the category of shame. The tooth eats until the very end, it gets things mamish. Down to the root. Okay, that's the price. So we're going to hold it here for today. Besh tomorrow, we'll go back to Shane Beregel Hechiksive and remember what's the goal? The goal that Gemara is in the middle of right here, trying to figure out. Rev Papa said there's times where secondary categories are different than primary categories. It's not true by Karen. We're going to see now if it's true by Shane Beregel. Have a wonderful evening. Besh, we'll see everybody shortly uh, for the Siam in just a few moments. Have a wonderful, wonderful week.